You are listening, you are listening to ARF Radio. A listening station for animal champions. This is DJ One for ARF Radio Interviews, and today we're going to be interviewing Mr. Robert Roos from um, the record LLC. It's a trauma pack and a new product, so we're going to uh, find out from... Uh, we got uh, a new product here that you're going to tell us about, and it's called the Wreck-It. Tell us a little bit about yourself, and, and tell us about the Wreck-It. I guess uh, to start with, it's a, it's a long story, but uh, I'll try to keep it as, as short as possible. My wife and I both are avid cyclists. We, we ride, we run. Uh, I've been involved in martial arts for, uh, well, since the 70s. And over the years, I've, I've seen an, uh, an assortment of injuries, but while cycling... I, uh, I've seen some, what could have been, uh, fatal accidents and I was involved in some and I've seen accidents where other people were injured and fortunately, or I guess it was as fortunate can, can be con- considering, uh, some of the people only walked away with concussions, broken ribs, separated shoulders, uh, wrists, collarbones, but what brought the kid around was one particular incident I, I saw, and uh, it occurred to me that I was in the same situation once. And, and, and to, to sum up that situation, I'm laying on my back, semi-conscious, and I'm looking up, and the help I'm receiving are skilled, experienced cyclists standing on their bikes calling 911. And uh, uh, I've been trained in first aid for years, and... Uh, it occurred to me that if you know if I don't gain if I don't get to talk or fit you know but what it came down to Tony was uh, I saw another guy in an incident in an accident and I was there and I got there and people and and I was with one of the one of the gentlemen riding with us and I'm not saying this to be condescending but he was an experienced multi-sport coach and he was calling 911 and in the meantime this guy's laying on the ground in the baking heat. Uh, he had a concussion. He may or may not have been going into shock. But it, it occurred to me that most people don't know what to do mm-hmm. in, in an accident situation. Well, then, if you want to put something on top of that, what? let's just take, for instance, uh, what if he had a, an injury to where there was a severe laceration or a puncture, and he's bleeding? Well, what do you have on your bicycle, or for that matter, if you're running or in your automobile or, or whatever your, your activity, how you get hurt is irrelevant. What do you have at hand to treat the injury? Mm. Well, after going through that and watching that situation with this gentleman, which we treated him, all we could do was treat him for shock under, under circumstances and make him comfortable until an ambulance came to get him. But uh, I went home and got to thinking, what, you know, what, what is it that I could carry? Because I was interested in it, and I thought, you know, what, what if he'd been, what if something had horrible had happened? And, but anyway, I started researching. I started researching cycling accidents, primarily on the road bike, because that's what I ride. And this was, this was basically so that if you ever got hurt, you'd have the available uh, tools to, to take care of yourself. Is that, is that how it started? Well, well my, it's, it's self-help and buddy help. And, and, and I'll tell you another motivator was watching my wife descend some of the uh, rides that we do and, and she's going 40, 45 miles an hour into some of these curves and going down. I thought, what, you know, what would I do if she hits a guardrail? Well, if she goes off the bike and she hmm. finds the lone jagged bottle out there on the road. Yeah. And now, and Tony, the kit, as you know, as you pointed out earlier, it's a trauma kit. It's not a first aid kit. If you fall off your bike and bruise your elbow, 
you, you, you skin your knee or you suffer road rash or what have you. Get on your bike and ride home. I mean, that, that's, not what, that's not what this kid's about. There are no Band-Aids. There's no, there's no methylate. You don't get to fix boo-boos with this kid. Yeah. It's a trauma kit. And I, I, after searching statistics and looking over accidents, I looked at bicycles. And uh, the number one killer, and, and, and most people don't realize this, Tony, that recreational cycling, and this covers all age and demographic and, and all, all the, the wide range from children to adults, racers to your, your weekend warriors. Recreational bicycling accounts for more traumatic head injuries than all other sports put together. Really? More people, more people will go. I, I may even have some statistics in front of me somewhere, but more people will go to the hospital from, from, from bicycle rides with traumatic brain injury. I mean, we're talking death, paralyzed. I mean, that, that not just knots on your head. Mm. Then all the, that, that, I mean, that's beating football, rugby, boxing, recreational cycling. And we won't even get into whether that's with or without a helmet and the benefits of a helmet. You, you've got people that will argue helmets are not beneficial, just like you have people that tell you seatbelts are not beneficial. We, right. that, we're not even going to go there. Yeah, right. But what right. I discovered was that head injuries was the number one incident and accident will send you to the hospital. The number one killer, obviously, is when you're impacted by an automobile. Yeah. Your collision, whether you're right or wrong, whether a cyclist is at fault. You're not going to win when you get hit by a cement truck. Yeah. And, you, you know, your last words may be, I had to right away. It's not going to affect the injury, <laughs> you know. Well, but I'm just, but, I, but what I found was, you know, automobiles. And, and this, is where, this is where the wreck gets starts to come together. Deaths from automobiles and, and impact with cars and other moving vehicles. The big cause, the number one cause of death was uncontrolled bleeding from the extremities, hmm. which yawns in your legs. The number two, and this is preventable cause, the, the number, I mean, obviously, if your chest is crushed by a truck, that's not an injury your average person can treat. But preventable causes of death were, were bleeding from the extremities and shock brought about primarily from exposure and blood loss. So that, that limits what you need to carry. I mean, and then what I looked into was the most common bones broken on cyclists, hikers, rock climbers. They were all fairly common. And the two most common bones was your clavicle, or your collarbone, and your wrist. Huh. And that went across the board. So what we're looking at is a kit that, and if you go and you, you can Google or you, you can look up top 10 cycling injuries, and they talk about a pulled knee, a wrenched ankle, or a road rash, or what have you. We're not talking about injuries of that nature. We're talking severe injuries. We're, we're, we're referring to trauma. Let, let, me, let me ask you a question here. Now, so far we've been talking about we're talking about cyclists and cycling and getting hit by cars and stuff like that. But being a trauma kit, where else? Where else? I mean, you know, mountain well, climbing, that gets, skiing? That gets, that gets back to the research. Looking, mm -hmm. I, I crossed over from cycling. And, mm -hmm. I, of course, mountain, you know, mountain biking, which is cycling. Uh -huh. But then I went into hiking, backpacking. But, you know, when I say hiking and backpacking, I'm referring to day hikers versus overnighters. Uh -huh. uh, rock climbing hunting, fishing, boating accidents, car accidents. I looked across the board, and they all shared the same common link. They all, the two causes, largest causes, biggest causes, the number two things that, that are preventable, that kill people, are, are bleeding and shock. And when I say shock, now there, there, there are four, there, I guess, four major types of shock when you think of classifications of shock. 
We're referring to shock brought about primarily by bleeding, not anaphylactic shock, not septic shock. What is the I can't think of the other one right off the top of my head. Uh, when your heart fails, hmm. uh, cardiogenic shock or whatever. We're, we're okay. referring to bleeding out because shock, in essence, Tony. When I mean, it doesn't matter how you acquire your shock. It's it's a physical shutdown. You know, the body enters shock when you're not when you when you're not circulating blood. Mm-hmm. And then you go to organ failure or multiple organ failure, and of course I don't need to tell you that's that's um, that can be life complicated. That can be life complicating issues. But, but anyway, I got off track there thinking about about the uh, the accidents across the board. But the two most the, the two preventable causes, bleeding and shock, are you know whether you're in a car accident. You know we teach our children. We we send our kids off, and this this happened just the other day, and it, it bothered me. There was an accident up at, at one of our parks, and I listened all day on talk radio to people calling in and making comments. And the one comment that just floored me, I mean, I was, I was stunned that, that three or four people made the same comment was, it took the ambulance so long to get there. There was nobody there to help. Well, well you were there. And I don't mean, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not faulting the person that called, but we, we teach our kids to drive. We tell them to look both ways, use your blinkers, give yourself safe distance. Then we put them in a 2,000-pound automobile without telling them if they crash it. Yeah, we tell them how to contact AAA, and in some cases, you know, call your lawyer, keep your mouth shut, you know, stand off the side of the road, turn your blinkers on, get up, but we don't teach them what to do if they're injured or somebody else is injured. Wow. That, that's something a lot of people don't think about. Hmm. Everybody looks. Accidents are something that happened to someone else. Huh. And, and, you know, and you've got to think about it. Well, to everyone else, you're that someone. Yeah. You know, that you're. The, I mean, when, when something happens, no, we don't leave the house planning on being in a car accident. But that's why we have fire departments. That's why we have ambulances. No, you, you don't want to have to think about it. But that's first aid and attention to, to preventable death. That's the key word, preventable. And, and we go about our business, the human body is at best a very resilient container. I mean, when you think of what it's holding, but at worst, it's a very fragile container. At that. I mean, you're talking skin between you and your organs. And no, nobody teaches every child passing a, passing a driver's test, you have to take a basic first aid course. Okay, now this product that you have. Uh, okay, you got three things in a package. What are they? What do they do? And say in that scenario there where uh, the car accident with kids and all how would that have helped okay well the, the first the first thing and what i consider the most important object in the kit is what's known as a swat t tourniquet what makes the swat t tourniquet it, it's a versatile tool e- even on their uh, their packaging I, I think they refer to it as a multi-purpose device it's elastic and you can use it as a tourniquet. It can be applied high into the armpit or the groin region. It can be used as a pressure dressing. It, it's not limited in its function as just a tourniquet. It can be used to uh, secure a sling. It can be it can be used to secure you know to secure an arm or leg. It's a multifunctional tool. Mm-hmm. I'm being protected by a chihuahua in the background. Ah, nice. And then the other thing, that is, that is for the number one preventable killer, which is blood loss, which blood loss also leads to shock. Okay, the other, the other, one of the other tools in it is an emergency blanket, which it's a Mylar blanket, okay? And if you look at survival forms, if you go to different sites and tell you emergency blanket's not what it's cracked up to be. It's exactly what it's cracked up to be. It's temporary relief and shelter 
if you're out, whether you're in a car accident, whether you're boating, if the weather turns cool, it's drizzling, you're injured, now you're shaking, you're shivering. Now you get back to the causes of shock. Blood not getting to your organs. Your body is wasting blood, generating heat, shivering, muscles that are being utilized by blood that should be going to your organs. Shield the person, cover them. The emergency blanket can be used to shelter someone from the heat, from the rain. It can be helped wrap them to keep them warm. It's also a five-by-seven emergency blanket, which is the largest Mylar blanket I could find that would fit in the kit and still be comfortable and small enough to carry. Hmm. The trauma pad, it's a five-by-nine trauma pad. People would think that's to stop bleeding. Less to stop bleeding in the event that it's not severe. Or it's, it's to cover in the event of evisceration, or you've got a, a puncture to the abdomen or the chest. It is a sterile dressing. But I'm not going to get into first aid methods and, and technique. That, that'll be for another time and another place. But you don't apply pressure to, to exposed organs. The, the, the trauma dressing is primarily for head wounds. Neck, head, face, eyes, ears, nose, mouth. I realize that's all part of the head, and I've been redundant, but just, just to clarify, if you hit the ground, and I don't mean to sound morbid, you smash your head on the ground, and it dislodges your eye. Mm-hmm. It's sitting on your cheek. Mm-hmm. It would be nice to cover it with something sterile. Mm-hmm. You, you knock a few teeth out. You, your lips are severed. It would be nice to be able to cover it, comfort it. You know, air whistling across the expir- exposed nerve endings, I, I'm sure, would be terribly uncomfortable. But it, it's primarily for the face, it, the neck, the head, to, to cover scalp wounds. To, and you exposed your cheekbone because you, you cut it on the uh, old signpost that's no longer there when you hit the ground. Hmm. Or you're in a car accident and glass goes into your face. But that, that's the primary function of, this, of the uh, trauma pad. Is, is head, neck, face wound. Yeah, I mean, I imagine people like, say myself, I never think about this stuff. You know, this will never happen to me. Uh, that's the way I think. So it happens, and, and, and my question is this. Has anybody seen this? One of the first things I did, Tony, because I haven't been certified in anything in a long time. I, I haven't had certification since the 80s, and that was in CPR basic first aid. What I did was I called a, a good friend of mine down in Savannah, and his, his name is Dr. Finger. And I asked, I asked Ron, I said, I, I know you, you've, been, you've been an outdoor guy. You've been involved in everything from martial arts to cycling to car racing. I know you're a doctor. Give me your honest opinion. Does my kit address what I'm saying it addresses? I mean, as far as preventable, the most preventable causes of death that the average person can address with minimum training. That, and that's the other thing with the kit, don't it, I, that I really need to point out. Three items. And I, I was explaining to the doctor that, you know, I advocate and strongly encourage anybody that buys the kit to go to the websites and read the instructions on the, uh, the, the, the tools in the kit. They, mm-hmm. have a, they have instructional videos showing you how it's used, various mm-hmm. applications. Uh, you can go to, uh, there is a, there's a website that's, uh, it's an online site as far as just answering numerous off-the-wall questions, and it is uh, firstaidanywhere.com. You can look up anything from internal bleeding to fractures to heart attack. And then one of the other other sites is uh, you know, medical uses for emergency blanket. 50 okay. ways to use an emergency blanket. There's actually a site called 101 Uses for Emergency Blanket. Really? What is, the, what is your website? What is your... Our website is reckit.care. Reckit.care. Spell that? R- E-C-K-I-T. And that REC stands for Recreational Emergency Care. And dot C-A-R-E. 
Yes, sir. Yeah, the, re the reason I'm asking you is because uh, this interview is going to be on YouTube, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, and if they have not found your website yet, uh, this information that you're giving out about the uh, you know the instructions and stuff like that that will be on your website. You uh, links that will be on the website. Okay. That will be on, that will be linked to the website, and the website will also have a brief description of all the all, all the items in the kit and how they were chosen. Mm -hmm. and Tony, let me get back to one other thing about, about uh, when I went looking for, I guess endorsements would be the word. Dr. Finger said yes, that he thought it was a good idea. I contacted another gentleman I know who's been involved in law enforcement. Uh, he's been a Marine, SWAT team, Special Forces Reserve. I also know he was a, an EMT. He was an instructor. He's uh, also down in Savannah, Gary Glomboski. I called Gary, and I said, Gary, listen, I, I know you know your business. You, you actually developed the course. I said, what do you think of what I have in this kit and what I'm saying it does? And he looked it over, and it, yeah, I guess he, it took a week or so, and he got back with me. He said, Bob, he said, that's, that's, he said, I, it's a great idea. He said, as far as on the range, you can put this in your pocket. He, said, he says, I, I, will, I will promote this. He said, I, I will encourage people if they need something that it's a good thing to carry. Well, then, then Tony, I actually got a, a, a person involved that I do not know. There was no connection. They had no reason to, uh, they had no skin in the game. There was no reason for the guy to please me. And it was another doctor. His name was uh, Odom, and he was a military trauma surgeon. He, he's, he has a good practice. He's, he's very well known. He said the same thing. He said, for what you say, for what you're doing, he said, he said it's a great idea. And this is a man, this is not like Dr. Finger, who's known me for 40 years, or Gary Glomboski. He had no reason to spare my feelings. Yeah. Uh, how big is this thing? I mean, you know, you say it fit in a pocket. I mean, what's, what's the it, it weighs just at six ounces, and I believe it measures out probably four, four by five inches maybe with uh, an inch, inch and a quarter thick. And it's, it's not vacuum sealed because once it's vacuumed, I vacuum sealed a few of them in the beginning. They become uncomfortable and they become hard. And it, they, this this kit forms to your back, to your pocket. It uh, it was designed. The reason the size and what's in it, it was designed to fit in the, the center pocket of a cyclist jersey. It's like the size of a cell phone case. It's probably it's a little bigger than that, but yes, okay. it, it's comparable somewhere between a cell phone case and a and, and a cliff bar too. Okay. So how much they cost and 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 you know you can find them at the the, the retkit.care website. Okay. Now, I hope to eventually market them into stores. I have, there's a store up here in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina, known as Sunrift. And it's, uh, it's an outdoor outfitters. They've been there forever. It's, it's a great place. And uh, they're going to actually start carrying them. Uh-huh. And how much? What does it cost? They're $19.95. $19.95, and if you order them online, if you're in South Carolina, you have to include sales tax, which is 6%. Okay. And then it's four ninety nine shipping and handling, and that's anywhere in the United States. Now, if you're talking overseas or international sales, we're we're governed by certain restrictions and government schedules, and all that would happen. And then then there's postage. You know, I don't know. I'm not sure what's involved with that, but that that's that can all be worked out. I'm sure. Uh, are you open right now? Is, are you open for business? Uh, are you selling these things now on your website? They, we will we will be launched Monday. And and let me Tony, let me apologize beforehand to people. It is getting a great reception as far as Facebook is being well. People are people seem seem very open to it, mm -hmm. and uh, but I, I, there are going to be growing pains. We're, we're working out the labeling system, the programs. The it, it took forever just to find the right 
market, uh, the, the merchant servant. Uh, it, it was a lot more to it than I would have ever thought just to try to sell and collect money for something. Yeah. And then there's the packaging, the labeling. But like I said, it will, all the bugs will be worked out of it, but we will be up and, and running, and we just have to ask people to bear with us with any problems that we have in the beginning. Okay, well, now, now that being said now, I want to get back to the first point we were discussing. We were talking about cyclists and, and that kind of thing. Who do you think will use it? Well, what's, what's funny is the group that will be the hardest to get to carry it will be your diehard cyclist. Okay. They, I mean, I, I ride with guys that don't ride with computers. Weight. They worry about weight. Well, you know, unless you're going to feed the family riding the bike, I don't consider the cost and the weight of a wreck kit in my back pocket. It, it's well worth it to me to ride. But the people that I'm marketing it, the people that are receiving it the best are emergency personnel. Okay. Uh, your ambulance, you know, uh, EMTs. They, okay. First of all, it doesn't have to be explained to them. They, they look at it and their eyes get big. Really? <laughs> And uh, now the only thing, and this this was also something I need to touch on, it's marketed as a self-help buddy rescue type system. It It is not a long-term answer to anything. It's help is on the way. The uh -huh. ambulance is coming. Somebody's going for help. Uh -huh. it, it's not a survival kit on its own or a first aid kit on its own. It is temporary. It, it is a, it's something to take life-saving measures while help is on the way. It. As far as marketing it, anybody that drives a car, has a boat, if you can be injured in your house, how many children are, are severely injured in their homes and, and their parents have no, I mean, that's, that's, that's where they, you know, you, you're running around looking for something to stop bleeding because you're, you're one child ran the other child's foot over with the lawnmower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, in, you know, farming accidents. Good heavens, the, 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 the different gadgets that somebody can be injured with. Yeah. But the marketing is wide open. I mean, general aviation, civil, I mean, it's just, there. It's, it's so easy to carry and convenient, and you can't do more with less. I mean, it's three items that address, and what you, when I say address injury, if you're injured and it's a closed head wound, closed chest trauma, trauma to the abdominal region, the average person cannot do anything except make the person comfortable, treat them for shock. If you know how to, if, you, if there's problems with uh, bleeding in the throat or the, the, the victim vomiting, well then it's good to take a first aid course so you'll know what to do, when to tilt ahead, when to turn them into a recovery position, but that's something someone needs to learn. But outside of treating for shock, stopping bleeding, and if practical, immobilizing fractures, there is nothing the average person can do in an extreme trauma. You can't do anything about a collapsed lung. You can't do anything if they've ruptured your spleen except treat them for shock. Yeah. So the, those three items, it, it, they treat the things that can be treated in an emergency situation. Wow, this is this is an eye opener. Okay, so uh, obviously you suggest everybody who's in sports or, or has any outside activity on a regular basis needs to have one of these available. Um, if you live in a house, if you have a home, you know, if 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 you if you use kitchen knives, if you use, if you go in your garage and fiddle around with a skill saw, a circular saw, mm -hmm. you should have one. So when you use it, what do you do? You throw it away after you use it. What's the deal on that? That would that would depend on the, the severity of the injury. Uh -huh. If you're if you pull up and there's a car accident or there's there's something horrible and you, there's a good chance that you're gonna use all three items. Mm. Obviously, you're not gonna reuse a trauma pad that has blood on it or sweat on it or any other body fluid. Mm -hmm. Once the trauma pad is open, it's no longer sterile. Uh -huh. The tourniquet, 
if you apply the tourniquet, it's riding to the hospital with whoever the victim is. You'll never see it again, okay? It, that, that, it's gone. If you use it as a pressure dressing on yourself or someone else later and you ride home or go home, well, then, yeah, you may want to wash it. Personally, the trauma kit, in my opinion, is disposable. Okay. Now, you may get out the uh, emergency blanket because you're cold or wet or rain, if something's happened and you weren't prepared for it. Well, then, that, yeah, you can always purchase another emergency bike. Mm-hmm. And the reason that originally the kit was not resealable. It was just a tear-open bag. And the reason we went with the resealable bag is so many people ask about putting things in, taking things out. Well, it's not designed for that. It's a trauma kit. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, if, if you're going to use it in a, in a professional manner, you may want to put a pair of nitrile or latex gloves or some sort of glove as, as far as being a, uh, you know, as, as, a, as a barrier for disease. Uh-huh. As far as around the house, your average person is not going to worry about a blood-borne pathogen from their six-year-old who just severed his finger. I got gotcha. you. Right. Or, you know, your wife crashes her bike and she, she's uh, bleeding profusely. You should have a good idea as to whether she's, she's carrying something that's going to kill you. Yeah. But you may want, if you are worried, if you're riding group rides, if, you, if you're actually uh, a volunteer and you're at a corner or you're in a, a dangerous area on a bicycling event or, a, or any, any number of events, whether you're shooting, you're going to the range, you may want to put a pair of gloves that fit you in the pack yourself. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to keep the cost down, and I don't want to have, I, you know, the selection, the time it takes me, I just, it, right now, that's, that's not, they're not in the kit. You've got three items in there. Wow, this is uh, good stuff. Well, let, let me, I want to say something real quick. Yeah, when I was ahead. putting this product, when I started off with this product, I, oh, I, I've talked to dozens of people. One of the people I talked to was a, a gentleman named Rick Katuf, and I called him because I, he's, a, he's a nutritionist, a doctor, a trainer, a coach, and he's an active participant in numerous events, but he's also pretty savvy. And I, I called him, I said, Rick, I need some help. I said, well, how do I get this thing going? Because he knows I don't care for the, I'm, I'm not a computer guy. He looked at me, I remember him sitting across the table from me, he said, well, you're going to be a computer guy before it's over. <laughs> he said, the Internet is the place you're going to be, Bob. He said, if you can't do it by yourself right now, you got to find somebody. You've got to have an IT guy, which I have my Enigma guy. That's what I call him. He's a man called Enigma. You got, But he started me off, and he gave me, as far as giving me advice, and it's all turning out, and it, it has not, it's been a labor of love, but it's been a two-year project. And the other person that I called for help, I, when I was trying to design the logo for the ret kit, or, or the uh, design mark, as the patent attorneys refer to it, and I had a million ideas. I worked for months on a thousand sketches, and I finally came up with the basic idea, and I had to find a graphic illustrator to, to make it look nice, to make it look real. I couldn't get anybody to return a phone call. Who is that person? Let's get let's give that person. Well, a that's plug. that's what I want to say. I called a, a, a woman. Her, her name is Pam Storin. She has Storin Design and Traveler's Rest. And she returned my call. I, just like everybody, I, refer, I I spoke to an answering machine or what, whatever it is, voicemail. Now she had, she returned my call within an hour. Within two days, we were meeting at a coffee shop downtown. And within another day and a half, I had what you look at now. Now, we, I called her back uh, a month or so ago, and we made some last-minute changes and details. It, she's a wonderful person to work with. She listens, but when, when she did the design, she, it was like she was reading my mind. She put everything into order and made it look like what I saw but couldn't do. Huh. 
but she she's been just absolutely wonderful. And I, I you know, it wouldn't be, I would still be drawing if if I was still waiting on. Oh, and I will say one gentleman called me back. Well, I guess six weeks later, said he could squeeze me in. Don't know when, but he could squeeze me in. All right. Well, hopefully this is the first of uh, many interviews because it sounds like you're going to be. Uh making a name for yourself and this product is going to be making a name for itself so um all right bobby bobby roos of uh the wreck it llc wreck it llc uh website uh is uh wreck it r-e-c-k-i-t dot care c-a-r-e that's that's a memorable name right that i like that and no dot com no dot net wreck it dot care and implies what the uh, product does and you can you can look at us on Facebook. We will be on Twitter, and the uh, Facebook pages or images are all being updated as the as the as the uh, process progresses. Um, this was a wonderful interview. Thank you very much for your time, Bobby. And uh, uh, this will be going up onto uh, YouTube. Uh, it'll be going on to uh, the Wreck-It YouTube channel, the Off Radio YouTube channel. It'll be on iTunes. It'll probably be on Amazon. And uh, it'll be on SoundCloud and uh, wherever else Off Radio puts its audio files. Uh, so thank you very much. And uh, right. we'll... Uh, well, tell you, remember, remember what we say. Our, our, our motto is, Secours uh, Esto Paradis. Stay safe, be ready. That is Latin. I think the Spanish translation is hasten to be ready. But you get the idea. All right, Bobby. We'll, uh, we'll see you in the future sometime. And, and thank you very much for doing this interview. We look forward okay, to it. Okay, enjoy the rest of your day, Tony. All right, my friend. Our, Our radio. radio.